I actually worked with a with a, a colleague who went on to another job. We all left that organization, but then later on, I um, I he he like committed a murder. He committed like multiple murders. It was a big it was big news in our town, and I was like, wait. Th- that guy, the guy that I remember from 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 that place of employment. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hi, Summer. Tell me a story about a candidate that you hired that you later regretted very, very quickly. Oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like when you identify a candidate and you hire them, you have the highest hopes for their success, but sometimes it doesn't quite go as planned. And uh, while there's a few that come to mind, there is one, I believe I've brought it up on a prior episode, but there was an individual who was hired for a controller position. And this was the highest finance role in this organization at the time who we ultimately found out after having some performance issues and then going back to verify this individual's education that they didn't hold the CPA equivalent that they stated that they did and that they were hired based off of. Oh my goodness, that is a scary proposition of having hired someone and you thought that they were, they had one degree or one skill and they didn't. Uh, and I, I think our partners at Verify First can help our listeners out there have one less bad hire by using their background check services. So often we think that initiating background checks is difficult, time consuming, and aren't effective. Um, but they really are easy to use, uh, quick to set up, and they wind up helping you confirm details so that you're not hiring a controller who lied about their CPA or maybe even uh, an attorney who lied about their their bar credentials or uh, a marketing person who lied about their their last job and what they did. When you work with our partners at Verified First, you're sure to get deep insight into your candidate so that when you extend an offer, you can do that with confidence. Check out the link in our show notes if you are interested in their services. And of course, by using our links, you're supporting our show. So we also want to say thanks. All right, let's get into the show. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of While We Were Working. It's your weekly show where we help you be a better leader of your small business or small team. I'm Joy Price, founder of Jumpstart and host here at While We Were Working. And I am joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Summer Kichon, our consulting practice manager at Jumpstart. How's it going, Summer? Hey, Joey. It's a great day out here in California. How are you? 
Hey, it is uh, Marvelous in Maryland. <laughs> we have a cool show, no matter where you are checking in from. We're going to talk about our While We Were Working segment. We're going to talk about spy balloons, bad behavior, and other things uh, that happen and why background checks can help you be an HR hero. And then our consultant's corner is one that uh, I think a lot of people have questions about this one, whether it's work or personal life. Uh, so we're going to help you be a better human today. And uh, this one is um, this one is a tough topic. It's uh, there's someone in the office with terrible body odor. So that's a quick teaser to what we'll unpack in the later segment. So grab your deodorant, your perfume, your cologne, your toothbrushes, toothpaste, and let's get into this week's show. All right, Summer, let's kick off with while we were working. Can you set up this week's article? Now, this is where we always pick an article, but today we actually just picked a current event that we thought was relevant to prompt a discussion about the importance of background checks. And if you want to be an HR hero, you're going to want to follow along to see why background checks can help you uh, avoid uh, hiring that can be problematic for your organization and overall just improve the quality of your hires. Yeah. We want to make sure um, you aren't stuck in the trap of having to hire slow and fire fast because you just haven't found the right person. If you had been following the news, depending on when you catch this episode, you know, there's been a lot of coverage about the spy balloon. It made me think about, you know, just overall bad behaviors that need to be, uh, that need to be tackled and candidates and or um, employees doing things that may pose a risk uh, to your organization. And you know, when we talk about background checks, I think to lay the foundation uh, for those that may not be as close to them, they typically think about a, like a criminal background check, mm -hmm. but that's just one aspect of it because it can include drug screenings, uh, driver's records, like if you have individuals driving on behalf of your organization, ensuring that they have a, a satisfactory record and hold a license an identity check uh, to ensure that the individuals you believe you're hiring are indeed that person. And then employment verifications and education verifications. Those are all uh, most, those are all very common background check options that a company may want to consider doing. Yeah. And I'm glad you laid out that list of uh, reasons you would bring out a background check because we so often at least with um, folks I've talked to, just assume that it is uh, criminal records and education. But there's so much more to it that you would want to verify about a person who is joining your team. And so whether you're checking for criminal, whether you're checking for education, whether you're checking for anything else that's on the list, the background check, it's a small, small, small investment in peace of mind because the other side of that could be entirely catastrophic. Something that's really interesting to me is that when I speak with business owners about background checks, they tend to fall pretty strongly in one 
camp like for them and or absolutely against them and when i talk to those that are against them i find that uh, it's an educational opportunity to really explain some of the value because i think where there is fear is sometimes around uh, business owners or people leaders not having an hr team uh, to navigate these processes and they understand that having knowledge of a person's say criminal background could be problematic or could be challenging for them and that's where like we recommend having an hr pro on your team who can be the one person who needs to know and then doesn't need to filter the details to the manager or to the owner of the business it, it could be you know you set up a policy to determine what would be acceptable or not acceptable on an individual's background and um, then they, they they never need to know so when i think about the value of these backgrounds joey i mean at the end of the day it's protecting the company and your team am i right oh absolutely um there are many many stories out there of folks who have compromised the businesses finances compromise their uh, cybersecurity, compromise brand reputation that could have been prevented if you had run a background check. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think about not the risk that you're aware of today, but the risk that you might be exposing yourself to tomorrow that you just had no idea about. And so uh, background checks, it's not a sexy topic, but similar to, you know, um, having insurances on your business to protect yourself from, from bad things happening. You wanna have an insurance against having a, a detrimental hire. And you definitely want a strong partner. You know, we've discussed Verified First as, as a wonderful option, but you wanna have a strong partner with you in these processes because what we haven't discussed is that when you do implement various background checks there there are a host of compliance and notification requirements that are part of this and so it's not just simply you know sign up for um you know getting this information directly on your own and not have to go through a service company it's unfortunately it's not that simple and I'd love to actually share a story, Joey, about a company that I worked with who I, I was actually in charge of reviewing all of the background checks and determining whether they needed to go through the pre-adverse process, which is essentially saying, hey, there's something that's come up that may not meet our hiring requirements. So, you know, candidate, can you look at this, verify the accuracy and provide an explanation if it's valid of like what's going on here? And it was kind of their chance to help us understand more than what you see just on the background check. And I think where uh, I've seen background checks come into play, like for like absolute immense value is in regards to uh, what's referred to as uh, negligent hiring. And that's where a company can be held responsible um, and sued if they hire somebody and that individual causes some harm and the employer should have known mm -hmm. that that risk existed and where i've seen this actually happen is with uh, violent individuals so you know hiring somebody that has uh, 
a previous background of violent crimes and um, bringing harm to other individuals. I mean, that's something that you would want to know before bringing them into your office, especially if you have minors on staff. If you have minors, if you uh, serve minor populations, um, you you definitely want to be extra careful and have some requirements in place uh, to to protect your to protect yourself. I have a story that's it, it's a background check wouldn't have necessarily um, stopped this, but you you mentioned about violence and. I actually worked with a with a, a colleague who went on to another job. We all left that organization, but then later on, I um, I he he like committed a murder. He committed like multiple murders. It was a big it was big news in our town, and I was like, wait, th- that guy, the guy that I remember from 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 that place of employment. Like I said, I don't know. That's just an aside because the back, unfortunately, the background check couldn't have have prevented that, or maybe it could have. Maybe there was something that could have been done to help um, to make make the his new employer aware of any maybe concerns that they should have should have had. Uh, I I couldn't speak to his his criminal history, but um, it's always shocking, and you're always like, no way, not that person, but. Um, you you just don't want to be the business that is associated with with something really really bad happening to to people and um in many cases background checks can help you um combat that yeah and i i think one of the one of the po- points i'd like to mention because i i think back to one of the reasons why we have some clients who uh, strongly oppose them is the idea of wanting to give everybody a second chance and not wanting um, a, somebody's criminal background to prevent them from you know having equal opportunities and i think there is a balance that can be found in this it doesn't mean just because you have something on your background that you're not going to get hired it's looking at anything that may be found on a background on a case by case basis, and then really evaluating the, the situation and, and the opportunity to determine, are we able to extend an offer? And, you know, is, uh, is there risk? And if so, uh, to what degree? Uh, because I will say many individuals with criminal backgrounds make their way through background checks um, they are stellar employees. People make mistakes. And so just to know that just because you have this background check process in in place doesn't mean, you know, that you're going to be, you know, that you're going to be prevented from hiring anybody and everybody with something on their background check. Yeah. And, and you may have a policy that says certain positions are subject to uh, the scrutiny of a background check versus others. Because, for example, to Summer's point, maybe in, in finance, it would be important to have a, a check to confirm that there's no background of, of fraud or financial impropriety. Uh, but maybe, and maybe for a driver, you want to make sure that, you know, there isn't a, a, a driving record there. But if it's someone who's like a, a retail clerk who, um, you know, 
it's less of a, a impact to your business in, in from a um, risk standpoint, then maybe a position like that wouldn't be um, subject to it. But every every business is unique. Every uh, job category is unique and presents its own sets of potential risk. So that's why we say definitely don't go it alone. Uh, have some consultants that can help your team chart the path forward. Obviously, we'll recommend the team here at Jumpstart. Uh, you can reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com and make sure that you do have a background check partner that uh, you can rely on to process your, your background checks. And we like Verify First. So go ahead and uh, check out the link in our show notes of how you can best utilize their services while also supporting our show. All right, let's go ahead and get into Consultants Corner. Summer, do you want to set this one up? This week, we have, oh my gosh, I don't know why we didn't talk about this one earlier, because I know the questions come up, but have you ever worked with somebody in your office that has terrible body odor? Yes, and uh, <laughs> I may have, we all have, but I may have once been a terrible body odor person on any given day, on a, maybe it's like one day or... Maybe I forgot my deodorant or something, or I came back from the gym and didn't shower. But yes, it it impacts us all the time in person. You can't smell it over over a Zoom call, but you can you can smell it in the room. <laughs> you know, I I was thinking when this question came in, I was reflecting back on I think one of my first tasks that. When, when I was early in my HR career, my manager said, okay, I'm going to give this one to you and I want you to make all of the decisions and I want you to handle it. And I'm like, couldn't I have gotten an easier one? Because the situation was there was somebody in the office who we had received a couple of inquiries about, um, you know, that they were, they had body odor, that it was making others feel uncomfortable because they didn't know how to address it. And then, you know, by default, one of the problems is people start avoiding this individual you know, or when this happens, they start avoiding individuals and then that, that can create a separate problem. So while uncomfortable, unfortunately, it is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this whole issue, there's so, so many um, layers to it. And um, part of it, uh, I would advocate for um, some sort of uh, cultural sensitivity training or just awareness of how to how to be kind to people. Um, because I can recall instances where people might feel some type of way about a about an odor. It may be tied to something that's less to do with um, failing to be hygienic and just more about, you know, cultural norms. And and we also think about like it's and maybe it's not body odor, but it's like, oh, what's that cooking in the uh, in the company break room, right? So, I, I'm I'm Mr. Softy. I'm like, hey, you know, let's let's treat people kind, uh, and think, you know, it's it might always always be about you know forgetting to wear deodorant or something, but it could be just cultural practice. Um, so so you definitely want to make sure that you're approaching this. Um, in a way that's, that is, yeah, it's kind, where it's kind. Yep. You mentioned cultural practices and something that 
we actually see is body odor as the result of medical conditions. And so I think it's important to recognize that uh, sometimes it isn't just an intentional or unintentional, you know, hygiene issue. Somebody may have something, either medication or condition that they're diagnosed with that can be, you know, the attributing factor to what's going on. And so having that sensitivity and, you know, treating team, this team member with the utmost digni dignity and respect, like having that empathy is quite important for these already uncomfortable and sensitive conversations. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So someone slacks Summer and says, hey, you got a second? I know you are not in our office, but I got to tell you about Bob. Uh, Bob is, we've convinced him to return to office. He's here three days a week. But you know, today isn't Bob's best hygiene day or isn't like people are complaining he smells. What, what advice would you give to the manager that's slacking you about this or the employee who is the vocal leader in the organization and they're like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta fix this. Sure. Well, I would say first, if it was an employee and not the manager, I would get in touch with the manager to confirm what the person who's reported it, um, to confirm that this is indeed accurate because let's face it, Joey, sometimes we see disgruntled employees unhappy employees who may be out like kind of targeting and complaining against another individual. So if it came from the manager, I, you know, I, I would trust that they're providing accurate info, but if it came from an employee, I would verify it first with the manager uh, to make sure that, you know, this was indeed accurate. And then of course, uh, because this would be one of our clients that we've worked with and set them up for success early on, they would have a dress code policy that not only included expectations for appearance, but also for hygiene as well. And that's really going to be the basis of the conversation that either the manager uh, would need to have with this individual or that we could have alongside with the manager. All right. And you're, you're not off the hot seat yet, Summer. So... <laughs> So, so manager and employee confirm, yep, Bob, it's him. He's the, he's the one. What do you say to Bob? Well, I, I think it largely depends on like who has the best relationship with Bob, because if the manager has a close relationship, it's really going to be best for the manager to have that conversation with guidance from us um, versus like if if I'm their HR rep and maybe I have never had a chance to talk with Bob, it's going to make it already more awkward. But depending on you know, what relationship is has already been established with the individual, I think you just really need to come out and say it. Uh, and it could be something along the lines of, you know, Bob, I, I need to talk to you about something. We recognize that it may be a little uncomfortable. Um, but you know, we, we wanted to talk to you about, you know, there appears to be a smell, which I, I think is body odor. And I just kind of wanted to talk to you about it and see, um, you know, is, is there anything that we might be able to help you with? So it's kind of delicately walking the line of, Hey, like we think there might be an issue, but it's not coming right out and saying it. And it opens the door for 
Bob to say, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm training for a marathon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> or, um, you know, I, I don't really want to discuss it, but I've been dealing with some health challenges and like, I, I know it's a problem. Um, and then depending on how the team member responds and kind of which direction it takes, either they're going to recognize, like, I probably shouldn't train for the marathon and come right in. <laughs> and hopefully that's enough to like, you know, uh, to fix that type of issue. But if somebody says that it's either, um, you know, their religious, their cultural or medical condition, then we should shift to the type of conversation, which is like, if it's medical, then we should go through the interactive process and talk about what type of accommodations might make sense. So for example, if it's medical and somebody's undergoing treatment and this may be resolved at some point in the near future, then maybe allowing them to work from home or working different shifts might be a reasonable accommodation to fix it for everybody. So that's just one example, but I think depending on how the team member responds, the next part of the conversation could go in so many different directions. Yeah. Yeah. This does not sound like a conversation that you want to go in um, trusting your gut or Google. It sounds like it's a conversation you need to have experts in the room who can help you navigate uh, strange and smelly territory. So uh, if you want to work with our team on this, as well as a full host of uh, HR issues, uh, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com and we'd be happy to schedule a 15-minute consult with you to see what your goals are and how we might be able to help. Uh, as always, we want to thank Summer for, for a great show. Uh, our partners have verified first for um, their services, their background check services. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com.